There's a term that social scientists use, trigger event. A trigger event is an event that was once unimaginable, but has now turned into a reality and changed the course of history. Triggering events include the Great Depression, both world wars, and 9-11. COVID-19, the coronavirus, is said to become one of the most future-defining trigger events of our time. It has already affected the world economy, the environment, our health, the way we interact with one another, and even our smallest daily habits, such as how we unpack our groceries, how we walk on a sidewalk, and how we wash our hands. As Latinos, this presents many problems. Loss of jobs, lack of healthcare, inadequate housing, or access to healthy foods. Issues that Latinos already faced, even before the coronavirus, but that are now in the forefront. There's one particular problem that we also face, how we communicate. As Latinos, our culture is accustomed to physical greetings such as kissing on the cheek and hugging. With new social standards, such as standing six feet apart from one another or avoiding touch, the impacts on how we're used to communicating can be long lasting. So how do we deal with these implications? And what does this mean for the future of communicating through body language for everyone, but especially for Latinos? Porque el miedo es una campana, es una alarma interna que nos protege para poder seguir viviendo. I spoke with Yafi Spieder, individual and group therapist, psychodramatist, sociodramatist, and family therapist. For the last 17 years, Yafi has been living and working near the Gaza Strip with families who have been affected by war-related violence. In this episode, Yafi speaks about how we should confront the current situation and suggests that in this case, the sense of fear we feel can also be a good thing. Yo soy Andrea Márquez, and this is Latinx, a new show from La Red Hispana. This is our third episode, so if you want to listen to more episodes, Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Latinx. Send us a message or leave a comment and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Due to safety reasons, we are recording from home, so please bear with us if the sound is not of studio quality. Oh, also, most of the interview with Yafi was in Spanish, so this episode will be half in English and half in Spanish. Si lo que yo sé hacer es contener a la gente, es lo que voy a hacer. Si otros saben cocinar, que cocinen. Todo lo que yo tengo en mis condiciones personales y se las puedo dar a otro, siempre hay alguien que puede menos que yo. Y dar, dar, siempre dar. During our conversation, Yafi told me that she believes that her profession is something that was developed over her life, but not necessarily something she chose. As part of the Institute of Group Analysis in Israel and a committee of social volunteering, she has dedicated a large part of her life to helping others. Now, with the way that the coronavirus is affecting everyone's lives, especially the already vulnerable, Yafi, along with therapists like her, have focused their efforts on figuring out how they can best help others while putting in practice what they know best. As Latinos, we are especially vulnerable to the effects of the coronavirus. And one of our vulnerabilities lies in the ways that we communicate with each other. Muchas veces lo que perdimos es el contacto visual, el mirarnos a los ojos. Estamos haciendo varias cosas al mismo tiempo, nos damos besitos, pero no nos miramos a los ojos. Considero que es una oportunidad de aprender nuevamente a mirarnos a los ojos, 
a respetar el territorio personal de cada uno, que no es algo fácil, y entender que los gestos pueden llegar a transmitir el mismo cariño. It's true. How often do we look at others in the eye? We're busy looking at our phones or distracted by our surroundings that sometimes we feel at the most primary form of contact, which is communicating with our eyes, showing appreciation for others by simply paying attention. Just because we cannot express ourselves through touch as we did before, with a hug, a kiss, a handhold, it doesn't mean we can't show affection. As a Latina, and I'm sure most if not all Latinos can relate to this feeling of having to walk into an event of any kind and saying hi to everyone with a kiss on the cheek. Even if you don't know who the person is, because if you don't, it's considered to be rude. Lo odiaba, pero lo hacía igual. Cada vez que entraba al grupo de mis amigos, era una ronda de dar besos a todo el mundo, al que quería, al que no quería, al que me gustaba, al que no me gustaba. Y es insoportable. ¿Por qué hay que hacerlo? Yo beso a quien amo nada más. Y no amo tanta gente. Interestingly enough, now it's considered rude to be standing too close to someone or touching them and hugging them. But this can also come with certain problems, like feeling as if everyone who's not within your immediate circle, which are the people who you see every day or who you know what they're doing, they become the other and represent a threat. Es simple. Todo el que no es yo puede llegar a ser el enemigo que nos ataque. Eso trae situaciones muy conflictivas porque trae mucha violencia también. Traumatic events change interpersonal relationships as well as our ways of thinking and acting. What is happening now, the not normal, could transform into social situations that are very extreme. As the ways we communicate change, this can often come with anxiety, stress, and fear. Cuando empecé a trabajar con los niños y que eh, las ciudades de Eroto, los lugares donde estaba, no estaban protegidos, no existía la cúpula de hierro. Entonces había alarma y había que correr. Teníamos generalmente entre 10 y 15 segundos para meternos en el lugar más seguro que hay, no en shelters, porque no había en todos lados. Los chicos entraban en situaciones de pánico y hablaban mucho del miedo. Mi respuesta era, bueno, el miedo es excelente, porque el miedo es una campana, es una alarma interna que nos protege para poder seguir viviendo. We can control fear and use it to protect ourselves. Yafi has seen how in some children, when parents avoid telling them the truth about being scared, they take on the responsibility for the well-being of the parent as well, and it creates subconscious patterns of conduct that lead kids to have to protect parents from themselves. Communication, stating facts, and not panicking is more important now than ever. These are challenging times for everyone. During these times of self-isolation, of people staying inside their homes and only going outside unless it is absolutely necessary, there have been silver linings on the horizon. Less pollution, because people aren't driving as much or taking planes. NASA satellite data in March showed that there was a 30% drop in air pollution in northeastern United States. This is the lowest it's been since 2005, when they began recording data. Wildlife has more space to roam, 
like in Yosemite National Park, which had 4.6 million tourist visits last year, but has since been closed, and wildlife such as bears and coyotes are coming out of their usual shadows. Car accidents have decreased. A recent study from the University of California, Davis, found that California traffic accidents have fallen by half the usual amount. Companies are learning that more people can work from home than they realized. And because more of us are working from home, we consume less. Less plastic, paper, we travel less, we shop less. And people are actively making conscious choices of how they spend their time and money. Also, some people are able to spend more time with their families. And there's a global common enemy which invites a sense of unity that we hadn't experienced before. Though uncertainty can be scary, Yaffe suggests being responsible for someone else as a way of maintaining a healthy mindset. Tener la responsabilidad de saber cómo está otra persona, un abuelito o un vecino, para poder tener la necesidad de estar un poquito mejor porque el otro depende de mí. Tener la responsabilidad de alguien, de llamarlo por teléfono, contestar un email por día, ahora está todo por el FaceTime o Zoom. Es la, es la buena hora de la comunidad, me parece. Being part of a community means giving, in any way you can. And that doesn't necessarily mean giving money. Sometimes it's simply about giving time. If you feel scared, reach out to others and know that this is temporary. Pero no tenemos que tener miedo. La, la, esa ansiedad, ese miedo, después de que se termine todo esto, se va a ir alejando. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This is our third episode on Latinx. So if you want to listen to more, make sure to subscribe on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Latinx.